All right, welcome back to Trumbull Dads, the NBA Finals Stanley Cup edition, I guess we can call it at this point. Um, it's a little weird in July seeing the NBA Finals, but uh, whatever, we'll, we'll make do, it's fine. Um, all right, guys, alongside myself, Nate Moyer, we've got Brian, BG, and Rob Finn. Yo. Uh, all right, guys, let's, uh, let's kick it off like we normally do. What, what are you drinking tonight, Rob? What are you, what are you drinking? Well, I have my own little concoction here. This is a uh, a kit we got from Maltose. If you guys haven't been there and you guys like Joy Brewing, highly re- recommend heading up there. It's uh, They make a lot of clones, so it makes it pretty easy to make your own beer. Uh, it is a Seahag clone this time, a Seahag IPA. And uh, I would say it tastes very similar. Um, color is a little off because of some of the ingredients they use, but I would say the taste is pretty spot on. All right. Brian, what do you got tonight? That sounds pretty good there, Finn. Mm. Uh, my invite must have got lost in the mail. But uh, I got Grim Brewery out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, this is called a Maximum Occupancy. Cool little can, lots of uh, bright colors. Uh, it's a double IPA, 8%er. I was out in New York this weekend and uh, decided to pick some up. Don't really see this much in Connecticut, so always nice to try something new. I guess you forgot to drop me off some. <laughs> uh, touche. We're even. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm drinking uh, the Founders. I got. The, I was just in Michigan uh, about a week ago, so they're kind of known for some of the cherries up in northern Michigan. So this is a Founders Cerise Ale with cherries. So it's uh, it's only a six percent basically. So it's um, it's it's all right. I wish it was a little bit more cherry flavored, but. You know, um, Founders is kind of a bigger name, so maybe they're just too too big of a name uh, to get to get the quality. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, Founders doesn't email me after this. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's kick right off into it, and um, we'll talk about the NBA Finals. So, obviously, I'm really excited about this matchup: the Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so, I got to ask you guys. You guys are both Knicks fans. What do you think about this kind of smaller market teams, Milwaukee and Phoenix Suns? Like, you know, this is not your traditional big time New York versus LA kind of championship. So Brian, we'll start with you. Like what, what's your take as, as a big, big city fan? What, what's your take on this, on the series so far? I think it's great. I mean, you know, everybody talks about the NBA, how it's the same teams over and over and over. Uh, I think there was a stat. Uh, we need a statistician here, but I think it was LeBron and Steph have been in the last 11 NBA championships or something like that. So, I mean, we've seen the same players, the same teams over and over uh, to see Phoenix in there in the finals. And they're playing Milwaukee, who's had always had a good team in the regular season, but never got over the hump. You know, so there's definitely backstory with both of them. Uh, it's just nice to see a change of pace uh, shows that teams can build uh, out of the draft and grow their teams as opposed to going out and buying the best players uh, and getting a big three. Um, I, I don't think either team has a big three. Uh, they play well together. They play well as a team, and we're seeing that. And hopefully it's kind of a new trend for the NBA uh, and creates a little bit more parity. And it seems like the Knicks might actually be in the conversation for next year uh, if they can build on the, the advancements that they've made uh, very quickly this year. All right, Rob. What about you? Oh, I I agree with Brian. I think it's great. I think it 
Brian, I think you're probably 11, 12, maybe 13 years with Steph and uh, LeBron. So, no, this is a, a nice change of pace. Uh, I like the younger guys getting a chance finally. Um, and, and also the old guys, Chris Paul making his first one. I think it's nice. But uh, Aiden, Booker, uh, Bridges, they got a good team in Phoenix. So I, I told you, Nate, I, I could have seen them go into the finals, right? Number two seed, they play well. So I'm not surprised to see them. Um, they've drafted very well. A lot of times these teams get these top 10 picks and they, you know, these guys are bust, but these guys have been drafting well and the Bucks is finally nice to see them, uh, kind of get over that hump. Um, but no, I, I don't look at a small market. I look at it as young rising stars getting a chance, you know, it's going to be nice to see, uh, Giannis or, or Booker get their first ones as young players. And they have many years to come. Chris Paul, how many more years he's going to play? This might be his last time, right? So you know, it's it's nice to see these guys get in, but I think it's an exciting series. They're both very good teams and good got good young players. And uh, as long as the series is exciting, it's not a blowout. I feel like in years past, it's been like you know who's going to win it. But no, I'm excited. And good luck, Nate. First game, one nothing Suns. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, one one cool statistic is everybody that's playing in the finals right now, player wise, there's not one that has a championship ring. So. One, t- uh, one team that's going to win is all going to. They're all going to be their first championship ring. Um, Tory Craig is an interesting statistic. He plays for, currently plays for the Suns. He actually started the season on the Bucks, so he played. I think the minimum. I think he played eighteen games. So technically, if the Milwaukee Bucks win the championship, he would also get a ring for Milwaukee. Um, now, in years past, when those things happen, a lot of those players kind of decline it because they really didn't have a part in it because they were so early in the season. But um, kind of funny, that's a weird statistic that he's kind of guaranteed a ring. Uh, well, at he's least an on option the Suns. Of a ring. You didn't mention that. You didn't mention it. He's on the Suns now. Yeah, he's on the Suns. Viewers. They may not know the Suns like you, Nate. They might have to be looking that guy up. Yeah, he's currently on the Suns. So anyway, that's kind of an interesting thing there. So, uh, so guys, so you, we just finished. Had we just had game one. Last night, I don't know if you guys stayed up late. It's kind of late on the East Coast. Obviously, I stayed up for it. I'm a big Suns fan. Um, but did you guys see the highlights of it from last night? Like, what, what are your thoughts on this series now that it's one nothing Phoenix and you've got to see a game under your belts? Rob, we'll start with you. Um, I, I, I won't lie. I fell asleep by halftime. I was a little, little I'm an old man now. I can't be staying up too late, especially for game one. Right? It doesn't really matter this first couple. Um, but I did watch the highlights. But it, you know, CP3 just took over that game. He, he played outstanding, and I think that's what they needed that veteran to do, and that's why they went out and got him. Um, but he just seemed to just take over that game from from the get-go. Um, and, and we'll see if they can still – if they can continue that. You know, if he just still plays lights out. I don't think he's going to for seven games, but they need him. They're going to be following him, the Suns. Um, you know, between him and Booker, they, these guys both got to be on every night. If, if, neither, if either one of them has an off night, it could be in trouble for him. All right, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch too much of uh, the first game. Like Rob, I'm an old man. I got to go to bed. But, uh, you know, I think CP3's performance shows that he's got that veteran leadership. Uh, Booker is Booker. And, uh, you know, just hot take. I think Phoenix is the better team. Giannis is not 100%. And uh, Middleton has been great. But I don't think he's got enough to, to carry that team to four victories. So I'm thinking Suns are looking pretty strong. This could be their year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously I watched the whole thing um, and stayed stayed up late. I think it didn't get over till like midnight or something, some crazy. 
uh, time and night, even though I'm old, just as old as you guys. But, uh, you know, it, it was great that the Suns play, you guys kind of touched on it, that they play team basketball, which is really great. You've got CP3 that's kind of that leader, and they can kind of lean on him when they need to. Um, DeAndre Ayton, honestly, this I was not big on this guy when he first came out. I thought we should have drafted Luca. We had the number one pick, but um, Ayton was a local guy. He went to University of Arizona, which is two hours south of Phoenix. So um, I, could, I could see why we took him. And now it's it's looks like the you know the most brilliant decision. Um, he's just dominated the interior. Even last night against um, you know if it was. Giannis or if it was Brooke Lopez like he just he kind of could do whatever he wanted to do he didn't get into foul trouble which was you know something they were worried about uh you know Booker is Booker are you know we have some wing players that are great we have Cam Johnson who's just hits the three ball when we need it Bridges has outstanding defense he also can hit the threes twos you know it's it's amazing it's it's really exciting um as a as a Suns fan we we haven't been relevant we've been so bad this is just really cool to see these guys come together and i think cp3 has just raised this the, you know raised this team up i think the team was there they just needed that veteran leadership and and cp3's done it so i'm excited uh, i hope i i can't imagine somebody's already saying a sweep for the suns that's not going to happen bucks are too good i think maybe six games i think they're going to win um, I think the Bucks are going to get probably a couple games at home. Not a problem for them. I think they play better at home. Uh, the Suns are also good on the road, so we'll we'll see. But I, I got to give the Bucks a few games, I think. Uh, but obviously, I'm always going to pull for the Suns. So, Rob, let's get your prediction real quick. Uh, man, I'm going to say I'm going to give it to the Suns. I think they're a better team overall. Man, I, you're right. Five. I, I say Suns and six. I think. The Bucks will definitely win at least one home and then uh, maybe one on the road. So I can see that happening. So, All right, Brian, what about you? Uh, well, somebody's got to go against it, right? I'm going to go Bucks in seven. All right. Well, that's I know hard. Nate loves that, but what are you going to do? <laughs> you can't, we can't all be, uh, you know, I mean, look, I think, honestly, I think the Suns are the better team. Uh, and with Giannis not being 100%, I, I can't see the Suns really losing that series, but just to kind of go against the grain here, uh, like you said, the Bucks probably win two games. If they squeak out another, there's your game seven, and uh, you never know what can happen then. Yep, exactly. I mean, um, Suns fans were, were pretty excited. The game one is the first time we won um, in the America West Arena. Well, the arena they're currently playing in that we played the 1993 finals, and we didn't win any games at home. We won them all in Chicago, so this is actually our first win. Um, in that arena for a finals, which is pretty cool. Um, all right, guys. So just real quick, uh, background on me. Like when I grew up in Arizona, the only team that was there. And when I grew up in the eighties was the Suns. the diamondbacks were not there yet. Arizona Cardinals were not there yet. The coyotes were not there yet. So the Suns were kind of like my team. That was, that was the one team I picked. I had to kind of adopt other sports until those other teams came into Arizona. So the Suns are kind of like my team and obviously they've never won a championship. So this would be amazing if they won it. So that's kind of like my team. Of all my teams that I follow, like that's the team that I'd always want to win a championship in my lifetime if I can only pick one. So I wanted to ask you guys, like what if you of your teams that you've seen that you like, that you follow, if it be a New York team or a team you just grew up following, if there's one championship, let's just say none of your teams had a championship and you can only see one in your lifetime win a championship, which which team would it be? And, and why is that your favorite team of, of all of them? So, Brian, we'll start with you. 
So it's got to be a team that hasn't won. No, no, New Yorker, I'm just, I mean, all my teams have won. Mate. I know. It's, you, it's tough this question. If you get question, one more but, championship for the rest of your life, who is it? There you go. Ah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, we've seen the Yankees win. I've seen the Rangers win. I've seen the Giants win. I've never seen the Knicks win. And so I really, I'd love to see a Knicks championship. That'd be really cool. The last time they won was, uh, I think it was 73. And uh, I wasn't born yet. So I, I, I wasn't fortunate enough to see that. Um, but if I had to pick one and that was it, I've got to go with my Rangers. Rangers watching okay. the Rangers win a Stanley Cup. Uh, watching that in 94, that was one of the coolest things I've ever, ever seen. Um, and I think that I, I'd have to roll with that. That's my team right there. All right, Mr. Finn, Mr. Rob Finn, which what's what's your team of teams? What's your uh, your one you just like a little bit more than everybody else? Well, it's funny. I've been a life for four Islander championships, but I was uh, one, two, three, and four, so I don't think that counts. I was alive for the last Mets World Series. I was six, to give you my age. Um, like Brian said, it would be nice to see the Knicks win, but I think my ultimate, if I only had to pick one, it's the Mets. I have seen two losing World Series right now, and I would like to see an adult championship because the last time in 86, I really don't remember what happened. I just remember my parents going off and going crazy. But um, I, I think the Mets winning it, they've been so close so many times, would be, um, would be my team. I also, uh, that's probably my favorite of the, of the four major franchises of the Mets. So I'd have to see, I'd, I'd love to see them finally win one, especially now with Cohen as the owner. Um, you know, Steve buying a team and, and just putting team first, money second. He just, he's a fan. So, I, you know. We're looking good this year. I know it's always the joke, but you know it would be nice to, to win one in his lifetime, in Degrom's lifetime, to be honest with you. So I'm hoping it happens soon in the next couple of years. Hey, it's July, and you're still talking uh, good things about the Mets. That's a that's a win in my book. First place. <laughs> it's got to be nice. All right. So what do you guys think? I mean, obviously, um, Phoenix is a big sports space for the Suns. That's like I said, it's the only team, very loyal fan base there, but. What what other state or what other like teams fan base do you really want to see a championship for? I guess in the next let's just say five to ten years. I mean, I know Cleveland had a huge drought. A lot of people were happy for them. Not everybody, but a lot of people were happy for them. They finally got a championship. If there's a fan base, you guys. What do you think, Rob? Like, is there a fan base that you're just like, you know, I kind of would like to see that fan base get a championship? You think of any? Yeah, I mean. Once you started saying, I was thinking Cleveland because when Cleveland was playing the Cubs, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't rooting for one team or the other. I was going to be happy for either one. Um, I do know a few Cleveland Indian fans, so I would say I would like to have seen them, the Indians, win one. I mean, the Browns they have such a strong fan base too. Um, that city kind of, I feel like they need a, uh, they need a championship. But if I had to think a little bit further, West Coast, I would say um, Seattle. You know, team in Seattle, I know they've had the Seahawks and they've had dominance there. Their soccer team is really good. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Seattle Mariners, they're a big baseball team town up there, right? And I think the, it'd be nice to have them win one. They've, been, they've had a lot of good teams. They've had a lot of good players leave that team. And um, I think Seattle, they're a good sports franchise. If you've never been out to Seattle, they support their teams uh, through and through. And you feel bad, too, that the Sonics left. Uh, but you, yeah. you got to be happy they got the crack, and that's that's great. They're getting an NHL franchise, so they're getting a you know 
another sport there. Um, yeah, Seattle's good. Little fun fact is Seattle Mariners, the only team in major league baseball to have never made a world series. So it's a little fun fact for you, Brian, what about you? Is there a fan base you'd, you'd kind of like to see win a championship in the next five years? Well, one of the most fun, uh, fan base that I've been involved with or seen firsthand rather was the, the Chicago Cubs. Granted they won somewhat recently, uh, but pulling for them because it had been so long, that was kind of kind of cool to see, um, and the excitement of that town for the for the Cubbies was was really cool. Um, but I think I like the San Diego Padres. I've always kind of liked them as a as a West Coast team. Uh, they've got a good young core. I don't know if their fan base is really that big, but uh, it'd be kind of fun to see the Padres in a World Series. Uh, and also, I guess maybe. Uh, you got the chart, oh, and I guess the charges aren't even out there anymore. Nope, they're they're LA now. Yeah. So I mean, man, they finally got a good quarterback, young quarterback, and they leave. Terrible. Chargers, that would have been fun. I mean, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun teams out there. So fan bases, though, you know, I always gravitate towards you know, the Cubs fan base is like they've been through die it all. Hard. They're they're diehard. They're loyal. Um, but I guess a Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup that would That's be kind of cool one. to yeah. see. Uh, it's it been a long time. Last. 93 was the last time. Montreal is Montreal. I mean, they've, you know, they're in the cup final right now. Ah, it's going to be, a, that's a tall, tall task to take down Tampa, but um, Tr- Toronto Maple Leafs, I think that'd be, that'd be awesome to see uh, them win. It's, it's been a very, very long time, a very painful playoff experience for them. Uh, so I kind of feel for them. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to see that. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't say this one, but um, I was always thinking the Buffalo Bills. I feel like they've got the Sabres and the Bills. Neither, they've never won a championship between them. Bills fans endured the four Super Bowls getting so close. Um, they they seem like a tremendously passionate fan base um, from what I've seen, from what I've followed. Um, I guess that'd be who I'd like to see win. Um, if the Cardinals aren't going to win it, I want to see I want to see the Buffalo Bills win a championship in the next five years for those fans. Uh, because I think they, they've been through a lot. I think they got close with the Stanley Cup, and then I think there's that whole controversial goal by Brett Hull that took that away from them. Obviously, the four Super Bowls. So that's been that's been that's been a little bit painful. So, uh, Brian, you, I liked what you said about the a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup. That's that's probably good. That's an entire country that's probably rooting for uh, one team. Whoever gets the I'd closest. say that's a pretty strong fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to kind of go back in, so I guess to move on to the next thing is we're going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, right now, the current Stanley Cup is three to one. Tampa Bay Lightning are up on the Canadians, the Canadian team. Uh, so I don't know. I really, unfortunately, I haven't really got to watch a lot of the the Stanley Cup. Have you guys watched any of it? Have you been excited by it? Do you are you just sick of like the Lightning, or do you just I don't know, sick of hockey at this point. So, Brian, we'll start with you. What's your take on the Stanley Cup final so far? Well, I can't stand the Tampa Bay Lightning, but uh, I'm definitely rooting for the Habs. For that one, as painful as it is to root for Montreal Canadiens, I'd rather see them win uh, and have that city go uh, crazy. I think it'd be very cool to see that. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of the finals games. I watched all the, the series before that. Uh, they were a lot of fun, uh, the hockey playoffs this year, uh, especially the different divisions. I mean, quite honestly, the, the Habs really have no business being in the Stanley Cup final. Um, Tampa and Montreal are in the same division normally, uh, so this would actually never happen. Um, but uh, Tampa's got a really good team. They're up three games to one. 
they're playing again tonight. Uh, the game's probably going to start in a little while. And, uh, you know, if Montreal can win another one, I think people will start to think maybe there's a comeback here. Uh, but Tampa's got a they got a good team. It's almost unfair. I mean, we, we, could, we could probably have a whole other uh, conversation about the, the salary cap uh, stuff that they pulled this year to keep that team uh, intact. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Rob, what about you? Well, I didn't watch game one because it was Monday when we had our golf league, but uh, I did watch a little bit of games two and three. And, and Lightning just dominating those games. I, you, know, you don't watch it. You turn it off halfway through the second because you're like, there's no way the Canadians are winning this. Uh, I am surprised. I almost feel like the uh, Lightning let them win game four just so they can go back to Tampa and win it there because it just seemed like a different team. Like they were just kind of moving a little slower. Um, I don't know. Brian may disagree that you don't lose a game in overtime, but I don't know. They, they weren't the same dominant team after the first three games as they were in game four. So I, I can't see them losing tonight. They just were so dominant the first three games and uh, they had a couple of days off. I think they're just going to blow them out and win this at home. Yeah, I, I can't see. I mean, how could you lose a game on purpose in hockey? It's 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 near. I mean, Brian, I get it's it. kind of like when you're you're playing with your kid. You just don't try as hard. You know, you let him think he's going to win, and maybe let him hit a basket. But you know, ultimately, you're just going to turn it on and then just you know slam dunk over the kid's head whenever you feel like it. I yeah, feel like that, game, that game was just back and forth. Right it was now. it was one it was one one. Then it was two two. Goes to overtime. And uh, Montreal scores. I mean, they're not going to lay down in overtime. They they had a chance to win the Stanley Cup. They, you you go win that. There's no, uh, you know, you don't just lose a game to lose a game because now the Habs have the momentum. They come back to Tampa, win one more. Now, now things are going to heat up a little bit. And, All right, so uh, kind of they can turn it on whenever they want. That brings in my next statement. So we were talking earlier about uh, off offline um, about I think was it the the mayor of Tampa Bay was saying why don't you guys lose a game so you can win the Stanley Cup here at home in Tampa Bay? What what do you guys think about that? Like Brian kind of talked a little bit about it right now, but do, if you're a coach and you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup, a championship, but you want to kind of do it at home, do you do you risk that? Do you throw that? Do you get bad mojo from saying let's just tank this game and win the next one, or do you think that's it's not that big of a deal? Like if you're a coach and you're in that scenario, what do you think? Do you never do you take the guarantee of just no? Let's just go out and win it. Whatever you you play, you play to win the game, right? (laughs) Well, I I don't think the coach would actually uh, outgo and say that to his players, but I think there's an internal locker room thing thinking. Oh, wouldn't it be fun, wink, wink, to uh, go back home? Like I said, I think they were just toying with them, you know, that game four. They, they had just been so dominant, you know. I mean, I think the Islanders are only the ones to push them to a game seven and make it decent. But it's such a dominant team, like Brian was saying. So, uh, you know, we could discuss their, their salary cap moves and everything that they've done this year. But they were so dominant in the first three games. I know the scores weren't blowouts, but they had control that all three of those games. I think they can just turn it on whenever they want and uh, – Maybe something internal in the locker room showers discussion. Not the coach, though. But you don't you don't think that messes with the mojo to kind of just even think about that? Like, are you superstitious at all that you just you never know what can happen if you tank? Just one, even if it's just one game. That's a fine line to walk. You don't want to. I think they're you, so you don't want to mess with the mojo. I think they're so cocky. I don't think they 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 do that. I mean, they've pretty much just said they don't care who they're playing against. They have a 
they have the best three lines in hockey. They don't care. They know they can turn it on whenever they want. But we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. See, my thinking is, no, you, you go, you take the chance at the championship. You never know if somebody can get hurt in the game. You never know if your goalie goes down. So many things could happen. This is, this is exactly why you have a parade when you get back home, if you win the Stanley Cup, you win a championship. You win it on the road, whatever. You, you lock down the championship. You come back, you have a good time with your fan base, for, and you have a parade. That's, that's what the parades are for. Even in, I think COVID's getting you know, better that people are fine going out in crowds right now. and um, you know, that's, that's what you have that for. I, I would never tell a team to, to lose one just to win it at home. I, I would just take the championship. <laughs> Suns, go up 3-0. Suns go up 3-0. You want them to blow, blow game four to win it game five at home? Nope. I want them to win. I want them to win game four. I don't care if it's in Milwaukee. I don't care if it's in Alberta, Canada. Win, win our first championship. I don't really care where it is. And I'm not in Arizona, so I don't get to yeah, celebrate with Arizona anyway. There, so, so what does he care? <laughs> um, but even if I lived in Arizona, I would just say, let's just get, get the championship. I don't care where it is. Well, I'll just bring my kids to the parade. That's fine. That's fine. Get the championship. Um, yeah, so... All right. Well, guys, I want to ask you a little bit about this. I don't know much about this topic. I know I had one on my college campus. I kind of played a little bit. It's pretty cool. Brian kind of wanted to talk about this, so I'll kind of let him take the lead on this. But we want to talk about a little bit about disc golf. You heard talked about disc golf. So um, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely Google it. Um, Brian might describe it a little bit for you here, but kind of Google it if you've never heard of it. It is pretty cool. So Brian, go ahead and I'll let you kind of go ahead and chat about it. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I'm... Uh a big time disc golfer, uh, but it's definitely something that's been in uh, sports news recently. Uh, it's getting a lot more press than it has in, in years um, or ever, probably. Uh, seeing somebody get a hole in one or basket in one, whatever you call it, uh, and, and fans, actually spectators of disc golf out for like a tournament. Never seen anything like that before. And it's quite the turnout. I think it's great. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that gets you outdoors. We're golfers, uh, traditional golfers, and disc golf is very similar. And I think it's a uh, great outdoor activity. And I was just kind of looking to see, you know, some history on it. And did you know 7,500 disc golf courses in, in the country? So it's a lot more popular than than we might even think, and uh, we've got I think three in our area around here where we are. Uh, so we might have to have a uh, golf league outing to try out some disc golf to change it up a bit, uh, just to go out there and, and see what that's like. This should be fun. Yeah, Rob, you ever played? Uh, I have, and I will go on record and say I will smoke Brian at disc golf if we play this. <laughs> Um, no, it's fun. I, I wouldn't say I played a lot, but no, I think it's a, they have a couple of courses, Bridgeport, um, there's one in Cranberry park, which is kind of like the Wilton area. Um, there's down in Waverly park. I know there's a few courses in the area. Um, no, it's fun. I, I, I'm sure it's, it's gaining steam and it's something that I guess maybe your average Joe can do. I mean, I want to say it's no athletic ability, but if you're good at throwing a, 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 a you know, a Frisbee, you know, you can do something with it. I think it's a lot different than hitting a golf ball, of course. But no, it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun time to play. I think we should uh, maybe have a little disc golf uh, game after we finish our golf season for the men's uh, dad's club this year. So yeah, that's like a good it. fall and, and activity. I like it. 
and Brian, is there something too like do you use different types of discs? Like if you get close enough to the basket, you use kind of a heavier disc. Maybe Rob, you, you maybe Rob can answer this. Like, is there different uh, types go, of? You have you have the same disc throughout. So it's like if it goes in the woods or something, you might have a marker, uh, but you'd have to hit, use the same disc. They're all the same weight. Same one is that is that right, Rob? I don't know. I've I've always been told uh, there's multiple ones, but I've only I've played with one. So one frisbee at a time. So no, I'm going to say I've always <laughs> used one frisbee. Um, no, but there is. I was just looking up. There is a professional disc golf association, the PDGA. So check it out. All right. Another another interesting one. It. Another interesting sport. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a disc golf. Is foot golf? Have you guys ever heard about foot golf? It's kind of more of a I, soccer. It's you kind of a about soccer the foot thing. wedge that you use Monday. Night? I was going to say, what do you? What do you? The one you play on Mondays? Is that yeah. the, one the one you use out of the sand trap? No, the, this one. The, the holes are huge, so they can fit a soccer ball in it. Um, and you do the same thing you do for golf, except you kick the ball. So, like, you tee off. You have a tee off box. You kick the soccer ball. Same thing. You know, you just got to put a little bit less power as you get closer on, and you know, you got to dribble it. You got to lightly touch it into the goal. So, that's another one. I know there's, I think, two courses in connecticut right now i know there's a few i got to play a couple times before i left arizona i had a couple guys that were english that were just obsessed with soccer that found told me about it it was kind of cool i mean it was a little weird because in arizona we had to play in the middle of the summer middle of the day because they had to wait for all the guys to get off the golf course that you know at early morning and then nobody wants to be on it in the afternoon when it's hot i guess except for crazy soccer players but it's kind of fun i mean it's one of those if you like soccer and you like golf maybe that's your thing and you can't hit a club very well that's that could be an option uh but it kind of reminds me of disc golf i kind of feel like those two are kind of the same kind of off off golf topic if you don't really like swinging the clubs there there's a couple other options um all right guys we'll we're kind of getting to the end we'll give you guys another minute to kind of go off and say whatever you'd like to say within reason so rob we'll start with you mets islanders what do you got oh man islanders were a heartache Losing game seven like that, it was a very, uh, I'd say, boring back and forth game. You know, they weren't doing a lot of four checking. It just seemed like a different team, almost like they were playing conservative. They didn't want to lose the game, but I think with the way they're playing, they ended up losing the game on a shorthanded goal, the only one they let up all season. So heartbreak. Uh, but the Mets are in first place. We're almost at the All Star break, so this is the first time I've said that in a very long time. Uh, Degrom went seven today, and they beat Milwaukee, so that's nice. Um, yeah, let's keep it going, Mets. Hopefully we get back Syndergaard and Carrasco in the second half and improve our pitching. We're getting healthier, so um, let's go, Mets. All right, Brian. All my teams are terrible. So if there's any good TV shows or series that anybody wants to uh, suggest, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, anybody out there has something to for me to do, I'm more than willing to give it a try because the Yankees are terrible. And uh, I've got nothing going on. So Brian's always up. ready for the early morning golf if anybody's interested. Yes, that too. Bright and early on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Let's do it. Well, have you ever seen the sunrise on the golf course? Brian will, Brian will show you how that, what that looks like. It's pretty beautiful. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah if you can, if you can get the eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, I'm going to say one more last thing about the Phoenix Suns. Just really excited. Um, you know, this is just so much... I'm part of the Suns fan group on Facebook. It's just been really cool. Everybody's throwing out stuff from kids who are wearing a Barkley jersey to, you know, all the memorabilia we had from the 1993 finals. It's just been really cool to see so many little things that I know I owned at some point, whether it be a Ghost Sun sign, a primetime towel, 
uh, a bobblehead, a Charles Barkley poster. I mean, just really cool. So I know the Suns fans are really excited about this. I know we're taking bandwagon fans if you want to jump on board, but there's a lot of really loyal Suns fans out there that are so excited about this. It's so hard to get to the finals. So I wish the Suns the best of luck, and hopefully the next time we're on the podcast, I'll have some uh, some good news to say about the finals. But uh, just as long as the Suns play hard, keep us proud, we'll, we'll be happy with the outcome, but hopefully it's a championship. So, all right, for Rob and Brian and myself, have a great evening.